You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Nasuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 52 and 53 of Fruits Basket. You know, in case you're new to this podcast and you yeah. haven't listened to the other 51 chapters. <laughs> Someone out there's like, I thought this was a Naruto podcast. <laughs> Someone out there's like, oh, I thought this was a podcast about Fruit Baskets. <laughs> no. No, this is about a manga series, as I just said. <laughs> We're going to do our summary and discussion, as we always do, and then a spoilery discussion after music. Uh, so, chapter 52. On the cover of chapter 52, I just want to point out that there's an adorable, adorable illustration of Shisho putting a coat on baby Kyo, which is which is great. <laughs> sometimes I call out the illustration, sometimes I don't. But this one, I was like, oh, it's so cute. I like the one a couple of chapters ago that had, like, Kyo and Yuki doing yard work for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. They look really grumpy about it, too. Kyo yeah. is, like, grimacing, and Yuki's, like... Or maybe Kyo is the one wiping sweat off of his brow or something, but they do look very grumpy, which is kind of how I feel when I'm doing yard work, yard yeah. work so I understand. <laughs> so chapter 52 opens with Kyo and Tori walking together, not to the dojo, but to Shisho's house where he lives, as Kyo explains to her. <laughs> Tori narrates it's her first time visiting Shisho's house, um, and there's an adorable flashback to the night before where Kyo is like, Shisho says he wants you to come over, will you? And Toru sparkles with joy, and then she's like, yes! And in the background, Shikuri is like, a date? <laughs> go, you want to go on a date to my dad's house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just said Shisho wants you to come over. He didn't even invite her. <laughs> like himself. <laughs> uh, Kyo tells her not to get her hopes up. It might be pretty boring. And she's like, it couldn't possibly be. I'm very happy just to be able to share a meal together. Um, Kyo doesn't respond right away, but eventually he smiles and says, you're an easy girl to please. They arrive at Shisho's house and take off their shoes, and Kyo calls for Shisho. And Toru's like, what's that smell? And Kyo bolts to the kitchen where Shisho is burning something and reading Shigeru's book at the same time like a psycho. <laughs> He's like, since Toru has come all this way, I thought it'd be nice if I cooked for her. And Kyo, meanwhile, Kyo in the background is like, fire, put out the fire. And he like takes care of things and pants and runs around the kitchen. Um, they all eventually sit at the table and catch up. And Toru is like, you really did cut off your ponytail. And he's like, yes, it's gone. And there's like a little sad chibi panel of her reacting to it being gone. <laughs> it just says like, gone. Kyo is like, why did you bother cooking? So he's still yelling at Shisho for trying to cook. Even when you don't read, your cooking isn't that good. And Shisho looks contemplative and he's like, I thought I could do it today. And Kyo is like, if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. <laughs> Toru offers to make lunch and Shisho is like I humbly request that you do and Kyo is like you can't what is Kyo is like what you can't you can't just ask your guest to make food for you uh so Tori goes to open up the fridge to find something to cook but much like a celebrity home on cribs it's completely empty <laughs> is that a reference people will even understand <laughs> I don't cook much for myself for obvious reasons Shisho explains Tori miraculously finds enough ingredients to make curry and, and Shisho offers to help but of course Kyo shuts him down Kyo's like, I'll help, and he shoves Shisho off to the side, and is like, you just watch. Toru's excited that Kyo's going to help, and then she comments to Shisho about how good Kyo's cooking is, and says that the rice porridge that he made for her once tasted very good. Oh, and there's like a, a beautiful ghosty panel where Toru looks happy, and Shisho like raises his eyebrow, and Kyo <laughs> looks embarrassed, and Kyo, and Shisho says, Kyo made it for you? And Toru says yes, and then he's like, I see, and smiles, a charming dad smile. <laughs> Shisho on second thought, get out, Kyo says, and shoves him out while Toru is in the background. Kyo is, like, so embarrassed by this whole exchange. It's pretty great. Out in the hall, Shisho chuckles, and an, a boy or, like, another young guy, young-looking guy. I don't know if he's, like, a teenager. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. 
probably older than Kyo, but still young. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like he, he like works for a living, so. Yeah, I don't think he's in <laughs> high school like all these other kids yes. in this story. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he walks up and asks what Shisho, what he's doing in the hall, and Shisho says that he's been banished. So the guy like peeks open into the kitchen, and he sees Kyo and Toru together. Shisho chastises him, now, now, Kunimitsu's spying is a nasty habit. And the guy, Kunimitsu, says that Kyo looks happy. I wasn't sure that he'd ever be able to open up like that to anyone but you, Kazuma-san. Recently, he's even been talking to me a lot. I'm glad. But then the phone rings, um, and, and Kunimitsu takes off to answer it, and Shisho smiles. Shisho thinks back. This time last year, he wouldn't even try to lift his face, let alone smile. He was full of despair. He was filled with nothing but the scent of darkness that resembled death. And we see Shisho's memory. Kyo sits on the ground, shoeless, dirty as if he's been outside for a long time. Cosmo approaches him and touches his shoulder. Kyo doesn't react, like he doesn't look up. Cosmo lifts him by the arm. We see a close-up of Kyo's face. There's blood on his cheek, and tears are falling from his eyes. Kunimitsu returns and says the person who called was Kyo's father. He looks concerned as he explains that Kyo's father wants to talk to Cosmo about something. Um, that was all that he said. And on a day when Kyo is here, after all this time, what could he want to talk about? Shisho looks down, clearly saddened, and thinks... I can guess too easily what he'd want to talk about, and it makes me feel sick. Shisho enters the kitchen um, as Toru and Kyo peel potatoes and says that he has to leave, but he'll be back as soon as possible and apologizes. Kyo stands up looking a bit concerned and asks if something happened. Shisho forces a smile and tells him not to worry. And Toru leans out of the kitchen and comments on their kind of like friendly bickering um, as they leave. Because they're like an Oyabaka and Kobaka, Kunimitsu says, and Toru freaks out since they haven't met yet, and he was just like <laughs> beside her in the hall. <laughs> There's a translation note explaining what um, Oyabaka and Kobaka is. <laughs> I mean, Oya, so Oya means parent and Komi's child, so it's like a stupid parent, a stupid child. And it's, um, it's apparently it's frowned upon, the note says that in Japan it's frowned upon to publicly compliment members of your family or your own employees um, with them there. Cause, because it's embarrassing for the person being complimented, of course. So the term Oyabaka refers to a parent who <laughs> foolishly goes on and on about their child's accomplishments and Kobaka would be a child that goes on and on about their parents. So <laughs> it's really funny. So he just says, like, they're both dumb and they're both, like, doting on each other. <laughs> I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy, the guy, whatever, the young man, the young lad, <laughs> introduces himself. The fella. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said the fella. The fella, yeah. Kunimitsu introduces himself to Toru and he explains that he's Shisho's student slash personal secretary. He says he's known Kyo since he was little. Like this one time when Kyo cried because of a stain in the kitchen. But Kyo, of course, comes just in time to sass Kunimitsu. And Kunimitsu is like, right, right, the third wheel is leaving and he takes off while Kyo grumps. <laughs> so even Kyo can got scared and cried when he was little, Toru says. And he's like, of course I did. And then mumbles, damn it, making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> Toru finds the stain and touches it on the wall and is like, is this it? I can see why you were scared. It almost looks like a face. And then she's like, oh, I'm sorry, maybe you're still scared of it. And he's like, of course I'm not. She laughs and he kind of grimaces a little. He looks a little forlorn and, and remembers um, when he was scared as a child. Cosmo holds Kyo and says, it's nothing to be afraid of. I'm sure it'll stop being scary when your body and your heart get bigger. Kyo puts his hand above Toru's on the wall and wonders, when I'm older, will I be able to overcome my fears? She looks up at him, eyes wide, and he looks at the wall, seeming lost in thought. Enough slacking, let's make lunch, he says suddenly and smacks her in the forehead, and she goes, Hey-yo! Which is... 
<laughs> she laughs and it's like, I never made a sound like that before. It's pretty funny. And Kyo's like, want to hear it again? And then they laugh. So we transition away. Um, we transition out on the narration or maybe it's Kyo's, the continuation of Kyo's thought. Will I be able to change the future? We cut to another traditional looking house in what seems to be a darkened room. Shisho meets with Kyo's father. Cosmo rests his clenched fists on, on his lap and Kyo's father smokes. Kyo's father says, the previous cat was your grandfather. You should understand better than anyone. The cat needs to be confined. Kyo is being given an extraordinary amount of freedom, but that will end when he graduates from high school. After that, he has to live his entire life until he dies in the main house in that deep, dark room just for him. He won't be allowed outside anymore. Like your grandfather, he won't be able to marry. Alone, his whole life, as the cat deserves. Cosmo Dono, when the time comes, we will. We need your cooperation. We can't let him get away. Even so, Cosmo says, calmly picking up his tea. It's a little early to be discussing this. He still has another year before graduation. I'm anxious, Kyo's father says, standing up suddenly. When I think of that thing living outside, as it does now, I get anxious. That thing, that thing is a monster. A monster who, it's practically a fact that killed his own mother, who killed my wife. I, I'll, I'll never forgive it. And all that pain I've had to endure. But... That thing doesn't even have a shred of guilt. Why? Why is it that such a thing is allowed to live? It's all that thing's fault. It's all that thing's fault that everything fell apart. It's that thing's fault that everything fell apart. And yet... You resemble him, Cosmo says, much to his father's shock, probably. <laughs> Remembering Kyo saying that everything that happened to him was Yuki's fault. You resemble the old Kyo, unable to bear his anxieties and fears. He would stop his ears and close his eyes and force them onto other people but that boy is changing he's finally risen above the despair and is starting to move forward to grow Cosmo says thinking of Kyo and Toru smiling in the kitchen earlier maybe it's time that you grew up too Cosmo tells Kyo's father who is quite perturbed <laughs> you're so eager to blame your son do you not reflect upon yourself are you afraid that of the blood that might be on your own hands is that why you cry for respite are you saying it's all my fault Kyo's father asks Cosmo stands as well. I'm asking how you come to blame him for everything, Cosmo says. You talk as if you're his father, but I know I know what you're about. You just took that thing in for the money. Anyone who raises a member of the Zodiac, even if it's the cat, is set for life. No matter how much you hate him, Cosmo says, not <laughs> making any reply to that comment. I'm happy to see him grow. I couldn't possibly help you confine him. How dare you, Kyo's father says. The head of the family won't be happy when he hears about this. Cosmo replies, like a badass, I don't care who's against me, I would protect Kyo single-handedly if I had to. You, who cannot have the heart of a parent, would never understand. That's my humble opinion. Cosmo leaves as Kyo dad yells, Kyo's dad yells after him, You think you can get away with this? You think you can stop this? Shisho imagines Kyo and Toru smiling again and remembers his father's words, he won't be allowed outside. And Shisho thinks, The scent of darkness I felt back then is here, among the Soma as well. Their hearts stagnate oppressively. Kyo himself probably realizes that the future has been prepared for him. I have no desire to send him back. I don't want to make him stand in that darkness ever again. Back at Shisho's house, Kyo and Toru are chatting. Kyo says he hates beaches and pools. He asks if Toru can swim, and she's like, I just have to remember how to do the breathing. And he's like, you're going to get swept away by the ocean. <laughs> Kyo notices that Shisho is back, um, and they all greet each other. Shisho said that he had to go and listen to some tiresome complaints, and he pats Kyo on the head and says... They will not touch you as long as I'm around. He smiles and Kyo's like, what? <laughs> Still have a long way to go. I will protect you, he thinks. 
Kazuma asks about the curry and Kyosasa's him and he's like, that's why we were waiting. And then we end on that scene of them. <laughs> that's the end of chapter 52. I feel like that was a real roller coaster ride of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it though. Let's talk about chapter 53 really quickly first. So chapter 53 opens on a woman in high heels and the narration, I can't run away forever from the secrets that I keep under a tight lid. And so, Momiji says, tomorrow we set out with a boom. Get ready for some bava boom. <laughs> and Shigeru and Yuki are like, what? <laughs> Momiji explains that he went ahead and booked another Soma vacation home uh, for all of them to visit. Starting tomorrow, we're going on a fantastic Hisho vacation. And Shigeru is like, Hisho vacation? That sounds nice. And he imagines his version of a Hisho vacation, which is secretaries, because Hisho is a pun that also, Hisho means like summer vacation, but also means secretary i'm making gestures at the <laughs> microphone but you can't see me <laughs> toru um toru worries that it's too extravagant again of course but they convince her and she says she wants to go very much when she smiles brightly stag beetles he says we have to catch stag beetles and she's like yes and shikari says it sounds fun and wonders if he should come along and yuki's like don't you have to work he's like nope and yuki's like i don't believe you and you're making me sick please stop <laughs> <laughs> Shigure asks about the kids' homework, like a responsible adult for once, and Momiji and Yuki say they're almost done, but Toru panics in gloomy silence. So <laughs> they end up setting up um, in her room to help her finish her physics homework, and Momiji is like, don't give up, fight, fight! And she's like, I'll do my best so that we can all go to the summer home. Momiji's like, for the stag beetles! And she's like, for the fireworks! And Yuki oddly wonders if it would matter that much if they just postponed another day. <laughs> Momiji realizes that he hasn't told Kyo yet, so he goes off to do that, and Toru warns him that he might be in a mood. Yuki glances over at Toru's shoulder and sees the hat. So we haven't seen the hat in a while, right? Mm-hmm. In the in the manga, at least. <laughs> We've seen the hat a lot, but not recently in the manga. Yeah. Momiji barges into Kyo's room and asks if he's sick, but he's like, I'm just tired. I don't have the energy to deal with you. Go away, he says. Uh, he keeps his eyes covered with his arm. I understand, Momiji says. We're going on a trip tomorrow, so get ready, okay? <laughs> he yells, and Kyo is like, you don't understand at all. And then sasses Momiji for making plans again without asking them, and bonks him on the head. Momiji confirms that Kyo will come, and Kyo is like, shut up. Hey, hey, Kyo, he says, and Kyo is like, I told you to shut up. I never said I wouldn't go. And he grumps as Momiji stands back in the doorway. You've gotten nicer, Momiji says with a soft smile. And Kyo is like, huh? And Momiji's like, nothing. And then asks him where to catch stag beetles, other than a department store. And Kyo's like, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> Also, you can catch stag beetles in a department store in Japan. Like, <laughs> I guess you buy them. Someone else says something about buying them. Yeah, he's like, why don't you just buy them? It's I don't know. I've like a pet store kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think that you can buy them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't know actually. <laughs> it's the one thing we didn't look for. When we were in a yeah. department store. I a, yeah, I know there's a big like bug catching culture in Japan. That I know for sure. <laughs> but I assumed that. <laughs> You had to go out to the wilderness to to catch them, <laughs> not to a department store, but maybe you can. I don't know. I just found an article from around like 1999 online about beetles in Japan and stuff. It says, "How do children who live in the city with few wooded areas get their beetles? The answer is simple for them too. They go to the department store. Many of the outlets <laughs> sell a wide variety of insects. One large department store in Tokyo sells Japanese rhinoceros beetles for about 800 yen." For wow. a male and three hundred for a female. For stag beetle, the price is around a thousand yen for males and three hundred for for females. Wow! So you can <laughs> get a, your own beetle for less than ten bucks. Yep, and go get yourself a little beetle friend. Mm-hmm. And then when you train it, you can level it up, and then you can eventually evolve it yeah. to a bigger beetle. <laughs> yeah, most of these things are from around that time period, like around circa two thousand. But 
Yeah. So I guess it, it seems maybe it was like a thing was in the two thousands back then. I think it's still something of a thing, but I would imagine it's still something of a thing. Yeah. How to care for your beetle, pet beetles in Japan. How do you care <laughs> for them? With love. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Animal Break with Ellen and Kayla. <laughs> Back in Toru's room, the wind rattles her window, and she tells Yuki that she finally understands whatever physics homework they're working on or whatever. Yuki says that's good, and then he fidgets with his pencil, he looks at the hat again, and the hat looks back. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> the hat, Yuki says, gripping the pencil tight. Is it yours, Honda-san? Toru explains where it came from. It belongs to a boy that she met when she was little who helped her find her way back home. Yuki looks uncomfortable. He keeps his arm kind of like crossed in front of him on the table that they're working at, and he also covers his mouth um, with his other hand. He's like still kind of gripping the pencil in. It's a precious memory, Toru says, smiling because I was really happy that he helped me. Yuki lowers his hand and his eyes widen, and we see Toru at that time as a youth, um, and I think, like, her words from earlier, even if you do forget, it reminds me of that scene where she's like, if you do forget, be my friend in the future mm-hmm. or whatever, right? Yeah. I don't know if that's... that's what I was thinking. Okay, well, at least we're on the same page. I don't know if it's a quote from something else, but I'm pretty sure it's that. He's about to say something, but is cut off by the wind blowing something through Toru's window and smashing it. <laughs> Momiji, who's in the other room reading a book about bugs, and Kyo hear it, and then Toru freaks out, of course. Kyo and Momiji run in to, like, check on what's going on, and Toru is freaking out, of course, and Kyo notices her clutching the hat. Momiji helps by uh, turning to the window, arms raised, and shouting, Stop, almighty wind, I command you! <laughs> <laughs> Which is very effective. <laughs> Kyo watches as Yuki closes the curtain. Um, and then Tori goes and apologizes to Shigure while all the kids kind of start to clean things up in her room. Uh, when Toru leaves uh, Shigure's like, office or whatever, he goes to the sliding door. And outside, we catch a glimpse of hair flowing in the wind. And then a page reveals that it is Rin, who we met two chapters ago? I don't know. I didn't count. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> the previous volume, I think. Okay. So, so yeah, like, Four. whatever. Four chapters ago. <laughs> yes. She's standing outside in the yard in knee-high boots, a miniskirt, and a shirt with a lot of cleavage. <laughs> Very few people in this series have cleavage, so... Or, like, yeah. wear things that have visible cleavage, so I was like, wow. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. It's, like, more than cleavage. It's, like, the entire top half of the boobs. Yeah. Does that still count as cleavage? Mm, her, her, like, boobs are showing, but not her nibs. Is that yeah, it? Just in case you didn't actually read this and you want like a, just like a vision of what we're talking about. <laughs> it's a lot of cleavage. It's very intense. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard tell that like cleavage is a no-no in Japan. You can have a show as much leg as you want, but cleavage is not, a, is not accessible. Yeah, I've heard that too. Okay. Rin stands in the yard wearing knee-high boots, a mini skirt, and a shirt with a lot of cleavage, as I said. And then also like leather bracelets. I almost wrote... Um, <laughs> like sweatpants <laughs> before anyway uh, and also like a cross it's necklace an exercise montage in the 80s. <laughs> yes that's what the leather boots are for um <laughs> for your information i wasn't the one who broke the glass she says she very smiles and is like i know long time no see oh and congratulations on leaving the hospital rin well come inside being in this weather could affect your health but she steps up onto the porch in her boots and he chastises her of course and she holds his, like, his back, like, the belt of his kimono. And um, she says, you know, don't you, why I came here? What I'm talking about? What I want? You already know, don't you, Gurini? Well, he says, looking sly, do I know? I don't know if I can live up to your expectations. Answer me, she says. Answer me, Gurini. 
I wonder, do I look like I'm that simple, he asks, not looking at her. No, you don't, she says. Ha, Shigure looks over, his face dark and cunning. So what, are you just stupid, or is the foolishness part of your plan? She kneels beside him. Now then, he says, holding his chin, how shall we begin? We cut away to Toru's room where they've covered up the window and Kyo worries about her sleeping in there. And she's like, when there was a hole in the ceiling, I had no problem sleeping here. <laughs> Just to remind him <laughs> of his past mistakes. And Luigi teases him about it as well. Yuki sees Toru smiling. Then we see some more narration of his thoughts. Um, he remembers her words because it's a precious memory. Yuki looks away and thinks what will happen when I open the closed lid. We see a child running, a hole in a wall, the Soma gate. The boy in the hat huffing and huffing, and then a page flip reveals that that boy in the hat was Yuki. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like we didn't know her all this time. <laughs> we'll go back to uh, when we first saw it in like scanlations and be like, what? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, let's all like transport, teleport back to like the year 2000 or whatever this got trans- like scanlated or released, or who even knows. Yeah. Probably like 2004-ish, I don't know. And probably everybody was like, I knew it was him because he said this thing in this one chapter. That's probably what I imagine <laughs> what happened. What will be lost, what will be gained, the narration says. And we close on Shiguri and Rin really, really close together. Their faces are right <laughs> up next to each other like they're going to smooch. Um, <laughs> good, I still made you laugh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's the end of the chapter, proper. <laughs> I shouldn't have ended on that note, but that's okay. <laughs> There's also a short at the end, which I did make notes for. I don't know. We didn't previously discuss, but mm-hmm. I made a couple of short. There's a little short at the end of this. Um, and I actually didn't check if it's in the collector's edition or whatever, but... There's a little short at the end where the kids all stop in the rain and they decide to tell scary stories to pass the time. Omiji is super excited because summer is the best time to tell blood burgling scary stories, and Haru corrects them to blood girdling. But of course, they're both wrong. <laughs> Everyone's cool with uh, telling scary stories. Totally cool with it, especially Toru, who is panic hugging her backpack again, just like in the haunted house from a couple chapters ago. And turns out that Hana, of all people, doesn't like scary stories either, which shocks everyone. Anyway, Omiji decides to tell a story, and the story that he tells is a guy going to get a drink and there's a cockroach in the cup. Oh, sorry, I spoiled the shock. Um, <laughs> Toru's like, that was the scariest story of all time! And Omiji looks gleeful, Kyo-u and Yuki are like, ew! And Hana and Haru just, like, don't react. <laughs> yeah. I think Toru actually didn't say anything because Momiji's covering her ears for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. Which is cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. Haru is like, the next chapter is about grated cheese. Oh, it turns out it's from a book, and Haru is like, the next chapter is about grated cheese. And Yuki's like, that's disgusting. What kind of book did you read? And then we cut to Shigure in the house, and the trio come in. Toru is still holding her security backpack close, and Yuki scolds him, and Kyo is like, you sicko. I knew you were depraved, but I never imagined how low you could sink. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> when they reveal the story, I thought that was really funny, though. <laughs> anyway, on that note, <laughs> like I said, these chapters were a real roller coaster ride of feelings. <laughs> Before um, we start the real conversation, yes, I think we can up two of our counters. Okay, I'm ready. Damage to Shigure's house. Yeah, because we got a broken window. <laughs> Did you see my note that says Tor's window? Dot dot dot. A tree? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> see, for once, no person was actually responsible. <laughs> yes, I did have. I also added to the counter Shigure who broke the fourth wall in like yeah. some recent thing we talked about. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I'll need a I need a judgment call from you on this one. Can we count that little slap thing on her Toru's forehead as uh, one of the 
like love taps. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can call them love taps now because they're clearly um, <laughs> flirting with each other in this one chapter. Yeah, um, yeah sure. Kyobopping Tor- <laughs> It's He hit her on the head. It's Kyobopping yeah. Tor on the head. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, increase that. For people playing at home, that's six times. Yeah. <laughs> at least. I think that count might be low. We'll have to go through I, one I still, Yeah, I still think it might be low. Well, I mean, the longer that we wait to do that, the more it's, <laughs> the more off it's yeah. going to be. The longer it's going to take. I'll just have to go. He didn't start doing it for a long time. Probably not till after the true yeah. form. So, um, yeah, we'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and look. It's fine. <laughs> Good. Fine. Good. Yeah, everything's fine. Cockroaches and drinks. Everything's fine. <laughs> But yeah, Taurus, the house, the window got broken. The house got broken by a tree. So, yes. so exciting. I like how the first thing Rin says is like, I didn't Sorry. do it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that wasn't me. <laughs> and Shigeru's like, duh. <laughs> He's like out there with a branch, just throwing it at the house. <laughs> the rattling of the window was like her hitting it with little pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a, a poltergeist joke about the tree coming through the window, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot that that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you wanna you wanna do me the honor of starting this discussion? I'm shimming my shoulders in a coy way that you can't see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you seem to be struggling with the whole uh, audio format uh, concept today. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so should we talk about the cat's isolation? <laughs> oh, you want to you want to jump dive straight into the sadness? Let's do it. Yeah. I'm ready. That way you can end with like the cute stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how it works. The first chapter was more sad stuff. It was kind of a bummer, except for all the cute yeah. um, moments. But yeah, let's let's yeah. dive in there. Um, so I think that that's the first like confirmation of that we get. We got some allusions to it when mm-hmm. uh, we saw Cosmo's grandfather. Yep. Who was in that sketchy little sad house. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> in his flashback. <laughs> it's just the way you describe it. It's funny <laughs> to me for some reason. And he's got like broken concrete on the porch. And... Yeah. We saw him. What we saw was that he reached out his. Well, we saw um, we saw the sketchy house. We just were like, and then we see. I remember at, when we recorded it, I was like, and then we see a house with a broken concrete thing. Yeah. Shif- shifty eyes. But yeah, that was making reference to this. And also the time where. Yeah. And we saw him like reaching his hand out. Yeah. Reaching his hand out of the window. Had some implications that he couldn't leave, or mm-hmm. for some reason, yes, mm-hmm. because it's he's cursed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, I guess we could have inferred that back then, but mm-hmm. I feel like it when I was, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's super clear that he's like actually isolated rather than just being like ostracized and maybe sickly yeah. or something. So that's true. Yeah. What Cosmo says, baby Cosmo says, is like, I don't want that. You're cursed, which is like, okay, well, we know yeah. that he's cursed, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now you get confirmation that it's because apparently the cat gets uh, locked away after they reach, I guess, adulthood or whatever. Yeah, apparently. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they did it earlier and they just decided that Kyo, because of whatever reason, mm-hmm. can go to high school or something. Like maybe Cosmo argued for it or something. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he could have. Who knows? He could have been. I mean, it could be that he was locked. His like, Cosmo's grandfather could have been locked in there for who knows how long. Right. Yeah. Because so. it was a, it would have been a bit of a generation gap, so it might have been a, like more recent thing. Yeah, it's like Cosmo's grandfather would be, a fair bit older than Kyo, at the, if they were both alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that um, 
speaking of the room, they called it. He's Yugi's. Not Yugi. Well, uh, Kyo's dad specifically called it the room just for him. Mm-hmm. Which of course is also a reference to like Yuki's the room where Yuki, whatever, where Akito isolates Yuki yeah. that we saw in chapter mm-hmm. twenty. Yeah, now we can talk. We've had. We've, I think we've kind of talked around it a bit, but we're talking about all the things that Kyo and Yuki have in common. That mm-hmm. whole like you know being locked away and isolated kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely think. I think this whole uh, exchange is interesting. Well, like so we have mm-hmm. yeah the obvious like reveal is that. Uh, that Kyo is going to be confined when he finishes high school, so we got a deadline on that, mm-hmm. and um, of course now we understand why, like you said, that uh, Cosmo's grandfather was isolated as well back in the True Form arc. But like, the thing that's interesting is, so yeah, it's it's specifically called out that he's going to be isolated, just like Yuki was isolated. We saw as a child. Mm-hmm. The one thing that's interesting about this is that I checked the um, Japanese for both of those scenes. So like the one where Kido is like the room just for you. Or whatever, and it says in it says that it's like an isolated room. In this one, it just says like um, whatever else he says, which is that it's like a dark room. Mm-hmm. He has to live in the main house in that deep dark room just for him. But like what it says in the Japanese is just like in that in the main house in that deep dark room or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I I feel like it's a little addition, but I I mean obviously I think it they're they're thematically linked. I think it's a, an actually a good addition to add that in the English version to like tie them together thematically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is the first time we're meeting Kyo's, like, biological father. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we saw him, like, briefly. Oh, we did, we did. Your form flashback? or Yeah, we did, we yeah. did. I just called him a man. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, But, yeah, yeah, we didn't get a clear look at him back then. He's, like, on the ground. Like, we didn't get a good... Yeah, we I saw him, like, I think it's when, like, at the funeral when Kyo is yelling about... Yeah, essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. Kyo's yelling at who? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so he he was there in that scene. You're right. I don't think we got a, like, not like this. Like, we didn't get to see, I think, like, a good shot of his face. I don't know. I definitely forgot yeah. to check that, We didn't but... get to see what a dick he is. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I feel like, I wrote in my notes, Kyo's dad is, like, scary. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like what's really interesting to me this time reading it through is how much the family has, like, indoctrinated him as well. Mm-hmm. Someone who's supposed to be taking care of this child. I mean, I, like, I guess he... Oh, yeah, we heard... Also, we heard um, he says that Kyo killed his mother. We haven't heard that before yet, right? Um, not in that word. I think we... I think they're saying, like, oh, she was... Oh, that's right. Like, she the committed suicide, of, right? Yeah, she committed suicide because of having to raise the cat. But no one's, have, no one's been, like, uh, <laughs> been like his dad being like, he killed her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, you're right. Sorry, you're right. His dad is like, oh yeah, he. His dad is blames everything on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which Kasuma aptly points out is just like Kyo blaming everything on Yuki. But yeah, it's I think it's really interesting how indoctrinated he is. He's like he has to be locked up. That thing has to be locked up. Mm-hmm. It. He's like I'm scared that he's like out in society. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, I don't think that that's all guilt. I mean, I think that that's also, or not guilt. I don't think it's all anger. I mean, I feel like my personal interpretation of this based on some other things that we've seen is like, you know, he's just as indoctrinated as like baby Cosmo was or like anybody is, you know, um, a bunch of people have been by the family, I think. Like mm-hmm. how they're all being sassy, like all the, all the, all the like kind of main house uh, maids or whatever, like Moiji's always talking about overhearing them gossiping, or like we heard mm-hmm. they were mean about Haru, they were mean about Ritsu. 
I feel like, um, you know, Kyo's dad, he's, I guess he's, you know, he's a parent of someone who's also cursed. Seems like he's also been really, I think, like, I don't know. Indoctrinated is the word I'm choosing to use by the family as well. Yeah, I do think, like, he's obviously just a dick, but I think the the culture in the Soma family makes it easier for someone like him to just put all the blame for his problems on Kyo. Yeah, they're they enable him to continue to put his blame on yeah. on the blame for things on Kyo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably just a dick, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, because you'd hope that like in a you know less uh, fucked up culture that people would be like, hey, uh, dude, that's not really cool to say to your no, kid. No, they <laughs> totally they're they're like yeah, obviously like everybody's yeah, attitude is like, like yeah, obviously yeah, it's the cat. He's the one who did yeah. it. It's the cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that was really disappointing. But then mm-hmm. Kazuma's like, I'll defend Kyo, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, till I die, but that's not what he said. <laughs> yeah, I was um, just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. When he's like, we need your help to confide him. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, mm, no. And then he just yeah. leaves, basically. He's, he's, just, like, like, yes. really he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> Yeah, the other interesting yeah, thing is, yeah, basically, Kyo's dad is like freaking out. He's like, yeah. I'm anxious. Like, he's smoking. I feel like it all adds to this atmosphere of like paranoia that he yeah. has about about Kyo and she shows like mm, no he's just a nice kid like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna help you confine him to like a you know a dark room in the back of the house or whatever like it's not mm-hmm. gonna happen and he's also like it's kind of early for you to bring this up like randomly and like what do they yeah. never talk or anything like I guess not because he's just mm-hmm. like he just called out of the blue yeah according to uh or that's what it seemed like at least mm-hmm um, so it doesn't seem like they've seems talked. Seems like it might be, like, occasionally, though, just because, like, the reaction's kind of like this fucker again from, like, Basically, from Kun- Kunimitsu. Kunimitsu. Kunimitsu yeah. knows he's... Even Kunimitsu looks so upset when he gets comes back from the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, he's like, I don't know, and is he called? Are you gonna, are you gonna go see him? Like, he's sort mm-hmm. of trepidatious about the whole thing, too, so... Wait, sorry, we also met Kunimitsu... No, wait, do we have more things to say? Probably. Um... The other interesting thing that we I feel like we learned in that conversation was that they said that the people who raise Zodiac kids get paid. Mm-hmm. We also heard about Kyo and Kagura and Yuki's bank accounts in like an earlier episode. So yeah. it's kind of interesting how the family also like financially, I don't know, like supports them. But I feel like it's support with like a strings attached kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems like there's... Um, I feel like we've heard some things about money before, but this is the first time I feel like there's ever been a, like, a real overtly stated, like, financial element to any of the Soma mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's obvious they're, like, rich as fuck. Yeah. As we've seen. <laughs> and, like, Torres commented on and stuff like that, but... Um, you know, I was talking about, like, the kids' banks accounts and everything. Maybe think in combination with the next chapter. It's like, Momiji keeps, like, renting yeah. summer homes. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it seems like he's, like, rolling in money. Yeah. Like, how do they rent them? <laughs> Um, the whole onsen for them, yeah, right? Like, like you booked the like onsen trip, and then he's like, "I rented a summer home for." Yeah, you're right. He's mm-hmm. all, um, he's yeah. He gets yeah, dropped a shit ton of money to like rent them a whole house or whatever. Like I don't know. Yeah, and I guess since he's not really like living with his parents anymore, he just has like unfettered access to it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, and he also like. I mean, I think uh, he said he lives in the main house, right? So he probably mm-hmm. it's not like he has his own like living expenses or anything. So he's just yeah. getting like. I don't know, like some kind of allowance. 
Yeah. And he's also not doing property damage to Shigeru's house constantly. So yeah. <laughs> he's not he's not blowing his money like Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's interesting that there's also like this sort of financial element and that mm-hmm. you know, Kyo's dad is like, Oh, you just took him in for the money, which is interesting because mm-hmm. we haven't heard that angle before about regardless of I mean, obviously Cosmo is a saint, but <laughs> Yeah. Um, we've just never seen any perspective other than that about him taking Kyo in, so it's kind of interesting to learn about that too. Yeah. So it's like <clears throat> not only not only are they controlling their relationships, but also like their financial dependency as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cosmo seems to like live within pretty limited means. For I mean, he's obviously you know got the <clears throat> the dojo business expected soma like comfort, but doesn't seem to be. Like doing anything extravagant with it, so he's probably like, if he is getting paid, he's probably saving that money for Kyo. Maybe, yeah, he's probably doing something <laughs> responsible with it. That's for sure. Yeah. he doesn't. The house doesn't seem like crazy, and mm-hmm. he runs his own business and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure how many students he has or whatever, but mm-hmm. seems like all the Soma kids train there. So, yeah, <laughs> he's got a steady stream of Soma kids too <laughs> yeah. to fund his business. But yeah, I don't know. Um, like all these children who need uh, hitting things therapy. <laughs> the best kind of therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is that is that everything that we can say right now about Kyo's dad and this whole scene? Mm, probably. Yeah. Are those all the notes that you had? Probably. Um, well, like for that. For that part, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, so we also met, uh, turned to transition to a less shitty topic we also uh we met kunimitsu mm-hmm. he seems pretty cool yeah it's nice to see people who like kyo like <laughs> <laughs> that's true like he seems to have a fairly fond relationship toward kyo it seems like he's a little older than kyo and like remembers him as a <laughs> as a young kid and is teasing him about it a little bit so yeah <laughs> kind of like an older brother kind of thing yeah or like yeah mm-hmm. he definitely seems like he's like that he's been around mm-hmm. yeah he does know him well and also he seems like i love how he's like oh kyo talks to me more and like mm-hmm. um he says a bunch of stuff i, I don't know i just think it's very sweet i for, kind of forgot yeah how involved he was like i know he's there especially like um i think this is the first time we're meeting him he might have secretly been in like the background in like uh some of the true form stuff where kyo comes home or whatever and he's mm-hmm. talking to i don't remember if their heads were there or whatever <laughs> the students remember yeah. There's a little panel of them, but, um, yeah, he's a, a new recurring side character, and mm-hmm. I like him in other stuff that's coming later, but, yeah, um, it's just I mean, nice, it's I don't know. He's, like, speaking in the kitchen, like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, don't, Cosmo's, like, don't spy on them, yeah. which is really funny, but I'm sure Cosmo's, like, dying to be there, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah, they're both, like, really? And, like, it's very charming. You look inside, mm-hmm. and Kyo and Toru are just, like, giggling and having a great time. It's so mm-hmm. cute. So yeah, I don't know. We met Kunimitsu. He's cool. I, that's all I have to say about that. Yep. <laughs> and then he he called them uh, like Oyabaka and mm-hmm. Kobaka and Freak Toru out, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then introduces himself. Mm-hmm. And transition back into crappy stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we get that little flashback from Cosmo. Everybody needs uh, to. Everybody needs to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We had a little flashback from Cosma of how Kyo was uh, a year yeah. ago. Yes. 
I can't remember if we got any implications to this before, but I know we talked about it in spoilers about how, like, when Kira's talking about how, like, oh, it was so great when I was training in the mountains with Kazuma, and uh, <laughs> we were like, he's lying. He's definitely lying <laughs> yeah. to himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is, like, summer, so this is mm-hmm. when he was, quote-unquote, training in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally right. There, I think there's an allusion to it in the true form, like, the la- maybe chapter 34, like, the last one. Mm-hmm. There's at least one allusion to it, I think. Yeah. But it's like one panel. Yeah. This is like um, very clear <laughs> that Kyo's in a bad place at, at that per- time period. Yeah, he's not having fun fighting bears or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Shigeru said. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, he. No. Yeah. And it's super. <laughs> he look. I don't. I feel like. Um, he says that he was out in the woods and stuff and I feel like what's happening in this scene and I this is speculation because I don't remember but what and I don't know if it's ever described but what it looks like is that he's been out there like he's all he's got no shoes on first of all and he's all like grimy like all his he's got like um on his shirt and his pants and stuff that everything's Mm -hmm. all like roughed up like there's stuff drawn on him and he has like a little he has a bloody spot on his chin and stuff it looks like he's been like outside like out mm-hmm. in the woods and what's happening is that cosmos finding him mm-hmm. That's yeah what it's like say, it looks like cosmos like just now found him because like the first shot is him kind of at a distance from behind mm-hmm. and then cosmos yeah. looking kind of surprised and then he like touches he his, shoulder his shoulder and then has to pull him up to his feet so yeah and he just like doesn't respond yeah it's so sad mm-hmm. it reminds me i mean of course there's like the scene where toro goes and finds him as well which is kind of the same mm-hmm. it's very similar multiple times yeah he runs off to the woods and someone has to go pick him up yeah, it's just, um, I was like, oh, no. But mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, something cute happens. And later yeah. it's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> chapter. <laughs> but yeah, that was very sad. And um, it's very, must be so difficult. Now, but it's like, it's, it's we immediately, at least we like, this chapter does do, I mean, I joked about it a couple times already, but it, this chapter does do a nice job of balancing like the really dark things with something positive. So in all these times where we're going to, something like this where it's super negative where Kyo, uh, Shisho mm-hmm. is remembering a time in the past where Kyo was in a really rough state and, and then he immediately is like but he's doing so much better now yeah. and he's like smiling or whatever it's like <clears throat> immediately contrasted with that yeah I was gonna say it's like both of the the darker moments in this chapter are kind of used to emphasize how far Kyo has come yeah so. I was just about to look it's the same scene over and over again I think that he remembers too the one where he, he remembers them like smiling in the kitchen mm-hmm. uh, and by yeah. them I mean Kyo and Toru yeah um, and it's contrasted with that, with all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, Kunimitsu peeks in and you see them in the kitchen smiling, and then we transition to the scene where uh, Cosmo goes and finds him, and then it transitions back, and mm-hmm. then they go, then Shisho goes to um, talk to Kyo's dad, and then at the end of that conversation, <laughs> at the end of the conversation, when mm-hmm. he's leaving, he says that boy's finally changing, and then you flip it on the next page, it's like, Kyo and Toru smiling again mm-hmm. in the kitchen. It's the same scene. Yeah. And then when he, it's the same then scene, he remembers it again. A different, it's a different drawing. Like it's yeah. not just the same one that was in there, but yeah. No. Yeah. But then on the next, next, the next time it shows up, it is the same one. Yeah. It's repeated. It's the same one that he remembered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's cute because he's got like one, like Toru's got like some kind of utensil and is cooking something. And Kyo's <laughs> got like one of those little like tasting cups that they. <laughs> Yeah, they give him a, a little sauce cup of some yeah. kind. <laughs> or like when they like test soup or whatever to see if it tastes good or whatever. So it's cute. Yeah, 
It's very cute. In the first the first time when he when Kunimitsu peeks into the kitchen, Toru's like undoing her hair and and Kyo's holding one of her ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sweet. The whole thing is sweet, okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's it's a bunch of They're obviously like you think of like yeah, how awkward they were at the beginning and now they're obviously like very comfortable with each other and enjoy mm-hmm. each other's company. So Yeah, they couldn't even like Kyo like couldn't even he didn't even call her by her name mm-hmm. until uh the thirty fourth <laughs> chapter yeah. or something, thirty third, something like that. So um and now they're like now he's like holding her ribbons and they're like touching hands and mm-hmm. Their, their conversations are really casual. Like, he's like, you can swim. And she's like, only if I <laughs> remember to breathe. Yeah. Like, Halfway's very charming. And also now they're yeah. they're outside, like, they're at Shigure's house. Or they're not at Shigure's house. So yeah, I was going to say, it's so like, because they're not as, like, they're by themselves, essentially. Yeah. They're in their, like, interactions in these scenes, so. We see them, right, see a them. little, yeah, by themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. We just see, like, the kind of the tail end of them being alone. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's all cute stuff. Mm-hmm. I can remember seeing this chapter in Scanlations, like the, or like before it was translated, just like the Raws back in the day, <laughs> like, uh, like the scene the with them touching. in the kitchen with the hand touching. Yeah. Yeah. Hand touching. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they touched hands. Mm-hmm. Well, they can't hug. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Like once um... I was reading this chapter, I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing these. <laughs> right. I love how Tori was like, uh. Oh, is this a scary stain? Oh, wait, you might still be afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, so I saw you, she's like, oh, even Kyo got scared and cried when he was a kid. And he's like, of course I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, everyone does. <laughs> the whole thing is wonderful. It's just yeah. so them. Um, I feel like everybody's characters are very strongly established at this point, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, things are... I don't know. Yeah. And they're, of course, because they're alone, they're, like, they're most... I don't know, like pure selves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Toru is always pretty much Toru. Um, yeah. But, but Kyo, Kyo's Kyo always kind of like on edge when he's got you know people like Shigeru and Yuki around. Yeah. Watching him. So. Yeah. Exactly. Judging his every move. Yeah. I love Cosmo's sick burns. He's like, "You're not a dad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, ouch." Humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he like calmly sips his tea and is like. <laughs> You're just like him. <laughs> uh, so wonderful. Shall we move on to uh, the next chapter? <laughs> sure. In my notes, it says chapter three, a mystery. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever not be funny to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> I told you my goal is just to make you laugh. Everybody else is collateral. Collateral <laughs> damage to make me laugh. <laughs> That's not true, guys. I love you too. I mean, <laughs> should we start with serious stuff or cute stuff? Um, I don't know. You you choose. Dealer's choice. <laughs> I guess it starts out cute and then gets serious. So let's start cute. Okay. I think Momiji and Kyo were really cute in this chapter. Yes. <laughs> Luigi's like, you got nicer. <laughs> like we, always talk, we always liked their relationship, so they had kind of a fun little like sibling kind of bickering thing yeah, going do. on, which is cute. But they yeah, do. a cute bit where he's where he's like like he's less like harsh with him than he usually is. And Luigi's <laughs> like, Oh, you've got nicer. And then like when he's like, Where do I get stag beetles under the department store? And then the next time we see them, it's just like a panel of them both like reading yeah, a book about insects. So they're like yeah. actually researching it together. Yeah. <laughs> At least Q is like letting him Q yeah. is like, I don't know, helping him. Yes. 
Yeah, it was pretty great. I was like, ha ha um, Yeah, and I love that he's like, Kyo's like, shut up. And then he's like, I didn't say I wouldn't go, or whatever. Yeah. He said, shut up, I didn't say I wouldn't go. Yeah, it was really funny. And that's when he's like, you got nicer. Yeah, it was very cute. It was very charming. Yeah. Yeah, their relationship continues. I think Kyo has gotten nicer, though. Yeah. He did, um, didn't he nookie him or bonk him in the head or something? He did something. Yeah, they still have one and have a little, like, wow, Kyo hit me scene, but... Yes! <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, but that's just their thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's their deal, just like he, just like hitting, uh, Toru on the head. Yeah. It's how he shows his so, affection, clearly. Yeah. It's a slightly more violent love, love tab. <laughs> it's like a, you're annoying, but I still like you tab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, it has one. This is the chapter with one of my favorite lines, which is for the stag beetles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was like for the fireworks in my head. I was like, no, no, just the stag beetles. <laughs> also, like the little like determined bud- bunny face above the, the de- for the stag beetles. <laughs> yes, and the determined uh, Odiyiri yeah, face. Determined Odiyiri, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that was wonderful. Also, speaking of uh, chapter titles, they have a cute. Uh, oh yeah, they're uh, title page of the two of them. <laughs> Doing some bug hunting, Moby yes. Toru. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not at a department store. Yeah, out in the woods. <laughs> Toru's looking very uh, bug catcher from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, shorts are comfortable and easy to wear. Everybody knows that. That's what I hear. <laughs> I like how Yuki spends most of his life just telling people that they disgust him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it alternates between Shigeru and Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's like. <laughs> Shigeru's like, yup, and he's like. Don't say that you're disgusting or whatever. <laughs> it's good. I was like, ah, oh, good. A nice Yuki sassing. That's just what I wanted yeah. today. <laughs> Someone needs to bring the sass. Yeah. yeah. It's also cute how, like, Toru, Yuki, Momiji just set up for a little homework session together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, interesting. Momiji's going to help with Toru's homework? All right. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's really good at math or whatever, physics or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he think he's just trying to help so that they can go on this trip, but... Yeah. Yeah, he's like how they're like, oh, we'll just, like, all get set up. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna help. Actually, I'm gonna go help Kyo. I'm gonna go talk to Kyo. Yeah. <laughs> figure out how to catch stag beetles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like my head in my head what's happening is that he's like, yeah, we're gonna catch stag beetles. And then he suddenly realized he didn't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so then when he goes and talks to Kyo, he's like, wait, how do you actually catch stag beetles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are those the only cute things? <laughs> those are the ones that I have. Do you have other cute things? Okay. Um, no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. I think, so like, uh, so they go and help her with her homework. I like how they get conveniently interrupted. Yuki's conveniently interrupted by Tori's window shattering to pieces. Yeah. I remember from that panel, like, confusing at first. It's like, someone, like, throw a plate against the wall? What happened? <laughs> If you look closer, okay, you can see this. the window. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember being like, what the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. You can see a little tiny piece of, like, wood or whatever yeah. coming through the window. In my memory, it was, like, a big branch. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what happened. Yeah. It's like a chunk <laughs> of a branch, though. It yeah, used to be a big branch. <laughs> for sure. And, like, Shigeru needs to... He doesn't need to do anything to the house. He just needs to have the trees trimmed. This is yeah. important. My public service announcement of the day. Yeah. Like, he's like, maybe I should rebuild the house. I don't have enough bookshelves. <laughs> Which is relatable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely relatable. In fact, in the room, there's, like, some little, um, like, the equivalent of B-roll. These, like, panels where it's, like, dialogue and there's some stuff in the background where it's just, like, stacks of books, it looks like, or paper. Yeah. 
later. It's like Shigeru really does need to like um, get more storage for his books. Yeah. But like, what what happened was that that interrupted Yuki's big hat reveal that he was mm-hmm. going to tell Toru, but then we just saw his memory yeah. instead. So I was gonna say we learned it. Yeah, we learned. We finally learned the deal with the hat. Mm-hmm. But another interesting thing is that Kyo was looking at the hat. Mm-hmm. So like, now what the fuck? Now what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Because I remember like, you know, back before the reveal, it was a subject of debate because they'd both had like significant glances at the hat before. So. <laughs> significant glances. Yes. <laughs> like a Jane Austen novel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like he's um, in the scene where Tori was first introducing the hat when Hana and Uo come over or whatever, mm-hmm. he's he was like standing outside listening or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So they're both both yeah. Yuki and Kyo are pictured in that scene. So it's set up that it could be either of them. It has to do with the hat. So Yeah, and they both like have reacted to it in a way that suggests some recognition. So mm-hmm. But I so think the same the... thing happened this time too. Yeah, so we have the reveal that it was Yuki who was the boy, but there's still some kind of recognition from Kyo. Yeah, and also seems like had. there's just more like, there's a bunch of, like, also, like, <laughs> manga B-roll where it's, like, uh, him running, and then we see... Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's just to build up that it's Yuki, but it's, like, we see the Soma gate, and there's, like, a little hole in the fence, and, like... Yeah, anyway, I I, I don't know. There's It still seems like there's a lot of drama around the hat, essentially. Mm-hmm. Due to Kyo... There's still something. There's still something there. Due to Kyo's extended glances, Jane Austen glances at the hat, and... Um, yeah. Also, that kind of like other imagery around Yuki running or whatever when he was uh, when he was little. Yeah. That's like you kind of like even without all the like stuff that it's obviously Yuki's memory. Um, you could kind of guess that it's Yuki just from like how heavily he's breathing in the flashback because mm-hmm. we know he has he had the bad respiratory issues when he was younger. Yes, his not so. asthma asthma. Yeah. Whatever it was that I looked it up before. Yeah. <laughs> His bronchial, bronchial tubes. Somethings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of a nice touch. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, he's always... I think that it's... I can't remember if they showed that in flashbacks before, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely in that one scene, yeah, you can see that it's him. Yeah. Huffing and puffing. Mm-hmm. It could be interpreted as just a kid running, but I think it's like his... Because of his uh, yeah. breathing. Do you want to talk about Rin? Sure, let's talk about Rin. I'm so excited. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm got a little confused. <laughs> Most important thing we learned about Rin this chapter is that she didn't break the window. No, she didn't break the window. <laughs> she's like she's also like, you know why I'm here, right? So she didn't mm-hmm. give us any information about yeah. what she's doing there, but Yeah, it's lots of it's uh mysterious. <laughs> it's mysterious. I remember um speculating when seeing this for the first time about their relationship like Mm -hmm. what is going on with them why so she like i I feel like uh, the somas even though they can hug each other they're not very intimate like they're not very close with each other like they don't touch Mm -hmm. each other a lot nobody does in this series or a few people do and so like she immediately comes up and like grabs his his um like the small of his back like the um the belt on his Mm -hmm. uh kimono that he's wearing and then when she he sits down and then she kneels beside him and then at the end of the chapter they're like face to face so i mean like what the fuck <laughs> like they have yeah. she shows up out of nowhere and then also we know that she was in a relationship with haru so like is mm-hmm. she like is she I, I mean i feel like there's a lot of just they're very intimate so like what mm-hmm. is the deal 
Yeah. Is the open question, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And just the way they, like, talk to each other and, like, how Shigure's attitude changes across the scene is pretty interesting. Yeah, he's, he's like, such a dick. Even more so yeah. than other times that he's been a dick. He's, mm-hmm. like... And, like, he starts oh, off, like, fairly, like, friendly and, like, acting concerned for her and stuff. But, kind like, of, but I think it's fake. Like, yeah, uh, but that's what I mean. I mean, like, he's <laughs> acting fairly concerned for yeah, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, like, the second he she starts in and they're like, you know what I want? <laughs> yeah. And stuff, he's like, oh, do I? <laughs> Mm. Yeah, he has this like kind of forced <laughs> smile, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, it's good to be at the hospital. Why don't you come in?" Ha ha ha! And she's like, "You mm-hmm. know why I'm here?" And then he's like, yeah. "Do I? Mm-hmm. Do I know why you're here? What do you want to talk to me about? Are you mm-hmm. stupid? Like it's crazy." He's like, yeah. "Oh, so you think I'm stupid?" Mm-hmm. It's a complete 180. Yeah, I almost said it's a complete 360. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, "He's so great. Yeah. I love you." Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of interesting because, like, we don't usually see, like, both of those Shigaris in the same scene talking to the same person. No. Like, he's usually either, like, got the friendly thing going on or he's just straight up being a dick to someone. He doesn't mm-hmm. usually, like, change on a dime with the same person in the same scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's been a couple of times where he's, like, been his creepy Shigure self, like, to when he was talking to, like, Hattori. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that was kind of almost more to himself. Like he's like making a comment yeah, no. about like his own like. <laughs> it's not like he's he's not going. Go, he's not saying you're an at. He's not like, are you dumb to Tori? Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like, I'm making my plans. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, attenting his fingers evilly and, yes. and glaring. Um, but yeah, in this case, he's like. Yeah. Yeah. So just like, uh, like another kind of intimacy there because like he's obviously mm-hmm. not bothering with the. Like playing around with the facade with Rin, which yes. is like they're aware they, of each other. Yes, true nature. <laughs> they have he whatever it is that she wants. He knows what it is. First, yeah. that's for sure. He already knows. And like, I don't know. I yeah. I mean, I always interpreted this scene as like I remember first seeing it. And it, well, I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> gonna talk about this in spoilers. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, because hard to not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So they definitely, and then they're so close. We've seen, like, Shigure be, and he, he does, like, so the way they move in the room is also interesting to me because, like, he, she comes in, he's, she's all, like, she's outside, so she's lower than him, and then she comes in, and then she's still, like, leaning on him, and then he sits down, and then she kneels. Like, it's really, we see this kind of, like, positional thing with him and the keto. Like, we've seen that before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I don't know if this. I don't think we can directly say that he's in like a position of power over Rin, but he definitely has. She's trying to do something to him. Like she's there to. She's not. I wouldn't say she's trying to manipulate him because she's just straight up like. You know what I'm here for, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, do I?" Like he's, he's kind of, he's manipulating yeah. her actually. Yeah, she's <laughs> kind of like, "Let's not fuck around." We both know what's going on here. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Like, I'm, I'm going to fuck around. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> he's like, get ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, how should Definitely. we start this fucking around? <laughs> yeah, basically. That is, that's what it feels like. It feels yeah. like a round of a fight where he's like, okay, how do, what do you want to do now? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you're here for, but like, okay. What, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's so good, so good. Yeah. <laughs> just can't wait. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more interesting interactions we've seen between characters. Yes. 
Um, yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> I felt like this chapter, these chapters had the first, um, I feel like we're hitting like a turning point in the series, like narrative wise, because there are a bunch of things that were, first of all, like a million things happened in these two chapters. And there's a bunch of stuff that's like, it's like brand new things are getting, I don't know, kind of set up, but it's like, so we have, okay, like the first chapter is we're bouncing back and forth between Toru and all these things are kind of setting up overall that Kyo has has grown as a person but it's like we're bouncing back and forth between all these cute things with like um Toru and Kyo essentially and people commenting about that and then you have like all the dark stuff that's happening in the house and and the dark things in his past Mm -hmm. and you're bouncing back and forth between all those things in the second chapter it's like Luigi comes over he announces the trip and they they need to go do the homework so then they're separated Luigi goes to talk to Kyo so everybody's separated again things happen Yuki or Toru goes downstairs so we transition to uh Rin showing up and it's like it's all getting all these people to be interacting Mm -hmm. at different times I guess so there's a lot of like just mechanical people moving around and setting things up characters moving around and setting up stuff um but all these plot it's like we don't know we still don't know what Rin is there for you know we don't know something is gonna happen we know that now that Kyo is gonna get Kyo is set to be locked up but we don't know there's a bunch of uh there's a bunch of text that's kind of like can I change the future I don't know will I be able to achieve the things that I want will I ever not be scared of things mm-hmm. like there's this setup for like what's gonna happen with that and Cosmo's like I'll never let that happen so there's a conflict that's set up here yeah. now um and it's like well we're not gonna get an answer to that we didn't get any resolution to any of those things that were just set up so we're getting some new kind of plot threads things that have been alluded to a little bit but i think some things that are sort of kind of new like all the stuff with rain is kind of new mm-hmm. like almost halfway through the series <laughs> we're still still setting up the 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 plots it's so good I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like this i think that this kind of like style of bouncing back and forth and having a lot of different characters interacting is going to continue mm-hmm. uh, through the rest of this series it used to be like you'd have like you know like one character comes and we just like ritsu shows up and then we interact with ritsu the whole time and then that's the end of the chapter or the two chapters mm-hmm. this is like many many threads are being spun in at this in the, these chapters i feel like it's going to continue to kind of be like that and be dark this is setting the tone for the rest of the series too mm-hmm. actually starting to get that really dark balancing of things that are cute and things that are really dark i think that is uh what i think of that i enjoy the most about Veruba. Mm-hmm. okay well that's enough i think that's a wrap a non-spoiler wrap for this episode <laughs> sorry i just imagined us doing a spoiler wrap like in west philadelphia <laughs> yes. born and raised <laughs> exactly like that <laughs> <laughs> some sweet beats about yes. spoilers <laughs> you can rate and review and subscribe i think we have a total of like four listeners on stitcher now whoa Ooh. big numbers and, and that's uh, like what that's like a it's double it's a 300 increase from the previous <laughs> numbers so. you mean from zero yes <laughs> <laughs> and of course you can always send us uh, comments and questions and stuff we got tumblr we got twitter we got email and probably other stuff mm-hmm. carrier pigeon etc um, yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know so we're gonna do some we're gonna talk about uh spoilers for these chapters and um if you're not listening to that then we'll see you next time for anime and then for chapters 54 and 55 Bye-bye. bye bye
You want to talk about, you want to start spoilers? Sure. I want to start with a silly one. Okay, good. I'm ready. Do you think Cosma and Hana bond over their uh, taste in literature? <laughs> I didn't even thought about that until you just said it just now, even though we just read it. Yeah. I didn't think of it until this time when it said it was Shigure's book, and I was like, oh. It's like, ooh, a new book from, like, whatever Shigure's pen name is. <laughs> they, like, read it together. Yeah. <laughs> they read to each other. It's like some smutty book. <laughs> Cheap, like, romance novel smutty book. Yeah. So good. <laughs> I like how he's like, oh, it's Shigeru-kun's new book. Like, so charming. He's apparently so uh, into it that he almost burned his house down. <laughs> I know. I like how Kyo's like, I told you not to read and cook, like, as if he's done it a million times. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, as a psycho, I stand by yes. what I said. I love Cosmo, but it's like, bro, don't read and cook if you can't cook. Also, don't <laughs> read and cook. Yeah. <laughs> This is a public service announcement. I mean, <laughs> I listen to podcasts and cook. That's what I do. That's fine. You can use your hands. <laughs> I guess you could listen to like book on tape and or I don't know audiobook. I guess they don't call it a book on tape anymore because tape, <laughs> tapes don't exist. <laughs> What's a tape? My favorite way to troll people is to the people are like, oh yeah, blah blah blah, floppy disk, and I'm like, What's that? And they're like, <laughs> I'm really taken aback for two seconds, and then I'm like, No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I do know what that is. <laughs> I'm an old person like you. I mean, I wonder if, I seriously wonder if anybody will know what Cribs is. I was like, my joke is so funny when I wrote it. And I was like, oh, wait, does that even exist? <laughs> Do I need to put an explanation of what, what Cribs is? I, I think the context covers you there. <laughs> I bet, like, it would be worse if I had made, like, a, um, it'd be worse if I made, like, a pit my ride joke. Probably nobody knows what that is anymore. If you said what? Uh, pit my ride. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think the like yo we... dog. I heard you like. Oh yeah, that's right. The meme is still occasionally yeah, referenced. True. I heard you like. I heard you like to. I heard you like cookbooks, so you can cook. You can read while you cook. I don't know. You're like you did it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, you're right. Don't make that joke. <laughs> it's like who originally said that? Exhibit? Let's keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, 19 seasons of, of Cribs, just for the record. Good lord. It says to present. September 2000 to present. <laughs> oh, it originally released September 12th. It's like the anniversary of Cribs, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, this episode, this episode comes out on my birthday. Did you know? <laughs> this... well, I don't know. Yeah, Cribs. <laughs> Just just an empty fridge with Gatorade. That's what Cosmo's house is like, I imagine. Anyway, yeah. uh, why are we... We were talking about something that was cute. I don't know. Um, I think we said. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I said something about books on tape, and then you were talking oh. about dated jokes we were making. Yes. <laughs> and I said, what's that? Yeah. My yeah. favorite joke. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, I, have a, I have something to say. Okay. So many Kyoru moments. So good. I know. So good. It's I was like, this real, is so... It's shippy up in here. It's real. Yeah, it's getting very, very, very shippy. Mm -hmm. They're flirting so much, and everybody's commenting about it. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Yuki's all like, the lid, I have to open the lid. What will happen when I open the lid? It's like, bro, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, the lid gets a um, lot of play uh, coming up here. So. Yeah, I guess not this chapter, but next chapter. 
Yeah. Everybody's talking about the lid. I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, jokingly, maybe I should make a lid count. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> yes. I didn't have anything actually spoilery to say, but it's just like, it's very sweet that it's building mm. up. Yeah. It's very mm. sweet and innocent, their romance. Yeah. <laughs> Kyo's, it's funny also in the scene, like, Kyo's not even thinking about that. He just, like, touches the stain and she's just there. Like, they're just very comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. Yeah, they're just super comfortable with each other in this chapter. It's really very cute. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, oh, it's like we can pretend they're normal people with normal happy lives for a minute. Oh. And then it's like <laughs> cut away to yeah. walking you up for life. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like with them like just chit chatting about like swimming and stuff. Yeah, their little side conversations are all cute. I like that when Shisho comes back in, they've like been peeling potatoes and Kyo <laughs> has a little piece of potato peel on his shirt and stuff. Like it's very sweet too. I guess that's all this was spoilers for that chapter. But there's a bunch more for the next one because Rin is finally here. Finally here. That's my song about Rin. <laughs> it's good. I guess <laughs> we could talk about the... You want to talk like about the hat first? Well, that the flashback uh, with Kyo was, you know, obviously after Kyoko's death. Yes. Right. Chapter. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy thinking about all the shipping. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 It is. It's not, like, right after, though, because I think right mm-hmm. after he's wearing a hoodie still. Unless yeah. it, she just, like, changed it later. But mm-hmm. um, it's definitely sometime after. But yeah, but that's obviously why he's, like, in such a sorry state. At the... Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, immediately after. Like, is the blood, mm-hmm. like, her blood? Like, is that from the accident? Or is it from something else, I wonder? Mm, I don't know. I'd have to... Yeah. I was thinking just, like, he was, like, beating himself <laughs> up with, like, quote-unquote training. But... Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe that's what was happening. That's possible. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to see the scenes. and. But it's definitely after that time, for sure. That's 100% yeah. what's happening. Yeah. And also, um, we had the whole thing where Cosmo's like, why are you blaming Kyo for everything? Do you feel guilty with, like, Kyo's dad? Mm-hmm. And we learned that, oh, he's even more of a dick than we thought, because he was also, <laughs> like, emotionally abusive to his wife, and that contributed to her suicide, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Again, another like multifaceted relationship. <laughs> like nothing is. Yeah. Nothing is just one person's anything <laughs> in this series. Mm-hmm. I love the comparison of like him and Kyo. I feel like mm-hmm. first of all, it's a great burn. It's like yeah. Cosmo's Cosmo's <laughs> weapon using his words, and yeah. then uh, second, it's like it's true. Like you see this this comparison of like what Kyo used to be like and how it's then contrasted with what's currently what he's currently like which is mm-hmm. which is nice so we saw that flashback earlier which is the one where uh that has definitely been alluded to i think that was in the true form chapters where um he's like cosmo is like oh it's, it's at the beginning it's right before he takes off his beats right because he's like um cosmo asks Kyo, you know i don't know he, he's like oh you like living in the house or whatever and he's like oh it's yuki's fault and blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah and then he remembers this scene where it's his face. What was the memory was that Kyo's face from that scene where he's like, "Well, it's all that damn rat's fault that everything's yeah. like this, or that I'm like this, or whatever." So, and now it's it's interesting also that that's contrasted in this chapter too because Kyo is like, "Will I be able to like change things in the future? Or, like, are things mm-hmm. going to change?" Yeah. So it's like he's even thinking about moving beyond just like where he's at, like as if he wants you know something mm-hmm. more, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, will I be able to change the future? 
Mm-hmm. It's something that he wouldn't even talk about. And in fact, he was really pissed off. Remember when they talked about, um, like, wasn't he, like, future? Who cares? <laughs> in, like, a recent chapter. Yeah, when they were first talking about the, like, parent-teacher conferences, I think. Yeah. Or something, when they are talking about having to, like, talk about their future plans or whatever. And he's like, why do I have to answer stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's also mentioned, we talked about, I know for sure we talked about spoilers, about when he, Kagura is, like, or he's, like, marriage, mm-hmm. what is she thinking? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should have mentioned that in non-spoilers, but <laughs> mm-hmm. like now, of course, yeah. it's revealed. All those things now kind of, a lot of his behavior makes sense because he's got this on his mind. Yeah. And also, like, like we don't get the full thing of his, like, deal with Akito yet, but the mm-hmm. why he's so desperate to defeat Yuki is because he doesn't have that much time left to, to do that if he wants to join the Zodiac, which is would never happen anyway, even if he yeah, but... did accomplish that, but... I mean, he's, I think, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we talked about this also mm-hmm. recently, where it's like, I don't think he actually thinks that that's no. true, but I think he I think he just wants to, ha- he needs yeah, something to believe in. Yeah, it's the only thing he has to yeah. hold on to as a sliver of hope, so. Yeah, it's like, otherwise, why, yeah, why be concerned about the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is also maybe why he's more like, like, why do I want to think about the future kind of thing? Because he's like less, cares about that less lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, he's, yeah, I think he's just mm-hmm. starting to, um be able to like to just hope for something mm-hmm. yeah can we talk about yuki and the hat should we talk about the hat another yeah. great reveal mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what did you did you go ah uh? i just said the hat oh, okay <laughs> it kind of like just did a little cut out for a second so i didn't hear you so what i heard was like uh <laughs> i was like cool i get that you're kind of excited i don't know <laughs> what i'm picking up on is mild excitement <laughs> yeah i know Ooh, finally revealed. Except, yeah. except of course, also, but then, like, still things thrown in that Kyo is still involved, which is interesting. Yeah. Never a full reveal. <laughs> Not yet, so, anyway. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, someday. But, like, yep. probably quite toward the end, I think, with this mm-hmm. one. Um, But, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's during Yuki's, like, real long flashback. I think they're in the one where he's talking to Kakiru. Yeah, after Maybe. he gets stuck in the room. And... Most of his, like, all the things that are revealed about Yuki later are, like, when he's in a conversation with Kakiru, so. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the one after he gets, like, he gets, like, an anxiety attack after being locked in the closet with the paint for a minute, and then, uh, Yeah. Then he has, like, a long, like, almost volume-long chapter, like, volume-long <laughs> flashback of <laughs> all his trauma. A, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The other, so um... A few volumes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's going to be some stuff in the beach. We just started uh, skipping ahead. Guys, the beach arc is coming. <laughs> yeah. My note here says beach arc, beach arc. <laughs> yeah. Next chapter. Like, uh, We're going to be there. Next chapter. <laughs> We're going to be at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's a bunch of like, not like reveals, but I feel like there's a bunch of movement on Yuki's part at the beach too. So we're mm-hmm. about to get a, a bunch of things are going to happen. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. I think we're, we're starting to get into more uh, proactive Yuki so mm, yeah that's true yeah okay can we talk about rin <laughs> sure let's talk about rin um yes rin i'm so excited first of all mm-hmm. i remember the first time that i read this i was like is she trying to seduce shigure like that's always what i thought <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't we get like more of that scene where she basically is like like will you tell me if i sleep with you or whatever and he's like yeah we're not gonna do that but <laughs> yeah i feel like that is what's happening isn't it <laughs> yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure that's yeah yeah, he's like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we yeah. get, like, a more full version of that scene a little later. Or, like, a different one where she comes back? I can't remember. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It could be that it's a more full version of it, or, like, she comes back. I can't remember. But she definitely comes back and still trying mm-hmm. to harass Shigure or look. 
I think the one doesn't she she's looking through his stuff and then Toru finds her in that one scene like isn't she digging through stuff in his office I don't know I don't remember these are yet more things that I'm kind of fuzzy on, so. <laughs> <laughs> but they're coming, I know. It's kind of nice, like, this is the... <laughs> it's nice to read these, like, things that are not as... I don't know as much. I feel like I'm reading yeah. it again with fresh eyes. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah. I'm like, wow, Kyo's dad is really a dick. Yeah. Even more so than I remember. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny with the scene with Rin and Shigeru is, like, he's actually being fairly honest in that scene where he's like... <laughs> Because he's like, I don't know if I'm going to live up to your expectations because he doesn't actually, you know, know yeah. what she's asking for. So, yeah, I mean, he, I mean he's, he's like being he... deliberately, you know, evasive about it, but he's actually, yes, <laughs> like he doesn't actually know. Like he says later, like he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He, he's, I feel like the position that Shigeru is in is that he's done the most research about the curse or whatever, like done the most yeah. kind of thinking and, and exploring of what it could be. And therefore, he, like, Rin seems to think that he knows something that other people don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right. That's like, yeah, he's not necessarily lying. Like he's he's being a dick about it, but yeah, he's um, it's, he's being very shigeri about the whole field, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's like, why? I mean, I don't. I wonder what his motivation is for that because shouldn't he want other people to break the curse too? Like he's mm-hmm. trying to do that himself, right? Yeah. So. Well, I think his motivation for like his interaction with Rin is that he doesn't want to like be straight up like I don't know yeah because he wants her to be you know pursuing things and messing with things because like I think as far as he's concerned it's like just keep picking at it will eventually (laughs) yeah anybody doing anything to explore any kind of relationship other than this one is probably good Mm -hmm. like anybody questioning this yeah. is a step in the right direction so it doesn't really matter if she's doing what she's doing yeah so he doesn't want to be like i don't know there probably isn't a way to break it because he wants her to keep on pursuing it so yeah. yeah i think later later there's a scene that scene with um the two of them and toru and toru's like they're like well the curse will probably break eventually and toru's mm-hmm. like no that won't be soon enough and they're yeah. like i'm sorry what did you say <laughs> yeah which is also great a great reveal mm-hmm. yeah that's um, a good scene yeah mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, they don't necessarily care how long it takes. It's more, yeah. Yeah. Because their loved ones aren't going to be locked up in a room after high school graduation. (laughs) No. (laughs) Most likely, yes. (laughs) But I do think he he wants to stay in control of all this situation, too. Like, Mm -hmm. he wants to be the one pulling the strings, too. So I'm sure that's also why he does it. I mean, it's just part of his deal. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like I think he wants people to be doing stuff, but he wants to know what they're doing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so he wants her to come to him and mm-hmm. not be doing stuff on her own. I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like her tactic <laughs> changes later to trying to from trying to seduce him to like reluctant partner <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's the same way. <laughs> yeah, they do a pretty interesting relationship because they're pretty, uh, like they're pretty straightforward with each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, Rin especially. <laughs> yeah, like they're both like it's like I know who I am, I know who you are. <laughs> Yeah, like, whatever. Like, let's just, like, do this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we're about to get some scenes with Aikido in these next chapters, too. Mm-hmm. I'm also excited about that because we haven't seen Aikido in a long time. And, um, yeah. yeah. And I think this is, like, the most Aikido we'll, we've gotten, like, when we get there. Like, yeah, all the beach mostly stuff? get bits, bits and pieces of Aikido, but we get a whole lot of Aikido at the beach arc. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean, like, Shigure's... Mm-hmm. 
the only other person that we've seen Shigeru try to maintain this like position of power with so far is Akito. Mm-hmm. And he does it in a different way, of course. Yeah. He's like not so evasive, more mm-hmm. so <laughs> like trying to be controlling and also like um kind of like dismissive like passive aggressive yeah especially in these ones we're about to see he was like whatever i don't care like i just yeah. like come to reach with me and yeah yeah very he seems like like he knows very well how to get akito to do what he wants akito to do mm-hmm. even if akito doesn't quite realize yeah realize he's it, good so. at manipulating everybody yeah so. but i think he's especially you know especially knows how to work Akito, and so it's a little yes. different from how he interacts with other people he's trying to manipulate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Akito is highly manipulatable. Yeah. <laughs> by Shigure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not so by other people, but definitely by Shigure. Mm-hmm. Some other people. <laughs> I think so. Well, yeah, like, like Ren or whatever, <laughs> but for different reasons, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think Akito actually would be pretty manipulatable by other people. Everyone's just too fucking scared to try. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I agree with you. Because Akito has a core, you know, like, in, insecurity at yeah. her core, which makes her manipulatable. Right? And Shigure knows that. And yeah, so, <laughs> most others don't and yeah, exactly. aren't going uh, to try to find out. So. <laughs> you know, like, Hattori probably knows, but he's, he wouldn't do anything to yeah. hurt Akito. And, you know, Kareno probably knows too, but probably... Mm-hmm. has a different relationship that's you know mm-hmm. he he feels I guess like obligated to continue to take yeah. care of her or whatever or like um it's not like obligation but I guess it's kind of like loyalty he mm-hmm. thinks that he's being loyal to her or something yeah I guess you could describe it that way yeah I think he's driven by like guilt so. yeah I think so mm-hmm. yeah especially based on the things we just read with him and Uo, where he's like, I'm sure I'm the happiest of all. Sad yeah. smile. Yeah. <laughs> Dege- extremely dejected smile. <laughs> yeah. Uo's like, dude, I just met you and I can tell you're lying. <laughs> yeah, basically. She's like, are you happy though? <laughs> yes. Um, any other spoilery things to say about this episode? I mean, this cha- mm-hmm. these chapters? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> okay. Are there any, like, I feel like I felt like at first that these weren't very interconnected, but I wonder if there's any like themes that we can say about them. Actually, I mean, I don't know. They're not very well. They're not very tied together. I mean, I feel like there's a couple things across both of them. Like, you know, we see. It's I don't know if it's really a theme, but like it's not. They're talking about how much Kyo has changed specifically, mm-hmm. and things changing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like. I think I said kind of earlier, I probably didn't explain it in a way that I didn't vocalize it well, but this is a chapter. These are chapters with a lot of like, the second chapter at least has a lot of like moving parts mm-hmm. of people that need to get set up before they go to this beach trip. So yeah. Rin comes again, like, um, we have to set up how soft Kyo is. <laughs> like, um, yeah. you know, what's going on with Yuki has to be brought up again just to like, in. This is like the study notes for the beach shark or something where yeah. it's like, oh, sorry, it's like, um, you know, we have to see all this like, okay, just remember, nobody, we still don't know that much about, now we know that it's Yuki in the hat, like, we had to bring that up again, Yuki has to bring up the lid again and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, so. Yeah. Just building more tension for the beach shark, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I already said all this stuff, right, and if you subscribe stuff earlier, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, next time we're going to talk about the beach. It's finally time, guys. It's yeah. finally time. 
I'm going to get ready. Yeah, I'm going to declare the theme to be, oh, shit's about to go down. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Wow, great. Excellent. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. (laughs) Adjectives. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) We'll see you. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Listen to us, I struggle. Thank you all. We will see you next time for the beach. Everybody bring your sunglasses and water rings and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you bring at least SPF 35 sunblock. Yeah. <laughs> These are the jokes. Yes. Make sure you bring your, your own jokes next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye. Bye. <laughs>